0: ever wondered how taboo shame and lack of good sexual education have stripped away elements of pleasure in childbirth and parenting that are essential to loving intimate relationships join me for another episode of our orgasmic birth podcast pleasure in pregnancy birth and parenting as we break down and heal barriers and open the door to more love and intimacy in birth and life People ask me all the time if having an orgasmic birth is possible in a hospital. And if you've been listening to the many birth stories on our podcast, you will hear that the majority of orgasmic births are at home or a birth center. But there are some that do happen in a hospital when people prepare for birth and advocate for their desires. I really do hope in the future that hospitals will offer more home-like environments where orgasmic birth will not only be possible, but will be the standard as everyone deserves a birth with respect, safety, love, and pleasure. My guest today is here to share about her orgasmic, or as she calls it, her love birth that happened in a hospital in Germany. Hi, I'm Deborah Pascali-Banaro, founder and director of Orgasmic Birth and host of the Orgasmic Birth podcast. My guest today is Sabine Dietz. Sabine is a mother of almost a four-year-old son and a six-month-old daughter. She's currently taking a baby break from her marketing office job, and she felt so empowered by her own birth stories and outraged about the lack of information in the birthing system that she decided to start her own business on mental birth preparation in Munich, Germany. Welcome, Sabine. Hi, Deborah. It's an honor to be here on your podcast. And I want to say thank you
1: in front of everybody. And also thank you to all the great and strong women who already shared their birth stories here in your podcast, because all of them and you inspired me to have my orgasmic birth. And I hope that today I can inspire some other beautiful women um, to have their orgasmic birth. So, Yeah.
0: (laughs) Thank you. That feels so wonderful. We're truly honored that you're here to share and inspire others. So let's kind of go back to your first pregnancy and preparing for your son. Can you just share a little bit about what that was like and what his birth was like? Yes.
1: So I was very lucky because my first pregnancy was kind of easy. So I felt really good and strong and healthy. And I just love being pregnant. Um, I have to say that a lot of doctors before told me that I will not be able to be pregnant because of a uh, myoma. So in the second that I found out I was pregnant, I was just so overwhelmed um, of my body that it's capable of doing this wonderful thing and creating a life inside of me. So I just Loved being pregnant so much. I felt so connected with my body. And I was very sensual and sexual. And I just loved that feeling. And I did a lot of reading. And especially hypnobirthing. So that's uh, what inspired me in my first pregnancy. And I got addicted to watching birth videos of other women (laughs) who shared that on the internet. Um, I'm just so lucky and I feel so lucky that other women share this because I think that's very very important that we see that side of birth that it can be very beautiful and calm so I had a very positive mindset I think and once the birth started I was very relaxed I was very open and i just felt really good and, and we made our way to the hospital you said it was a hospital hospital birth so we made our way there and also during the whole opening phase i was just very relaxed we had our own room so we were not in the delivery room yet and it just felt very natural and then once we switched to the delivery room and contractions uh, got stronger I had the feeling, okay, now something is happening. And when we came to the pushing stage, I kind of saw the gateway inside of me. And the one path was fear, and the other one would have been love. But I was not prepared for that moment. So I went with the fear. And from that moment on, uh, I had the feeling that I didn't have the control anymore. I had to listen to the midwives and doctors. In Germany, just as a side note, we have midwives in the hospital. So they are part of the team and they are supporting the birth together with the doctor usually. And from that moment on, I felt the pain and I was not in the best mindset state anymore. But in the end, it didn't matter. Uh, My son was born and All in all, I felt that it was just a very beautiful experience still. But looking back, I just found out for myself, like, what would have been better to do? Or if you would have asked me right after birth, I would say that was an orgasmic birth because I felt so empowered and I felt so strong. And I had the feeling that everything else that I have achieved in my life was so small compared to that. Like, I was just overwhelmed by birth. (laughs) And yeah, so that was my first uh, story. And after giving birth to my son, I actually shared this uh, story with my friends, with family, with like friends of friends. And I had the feeling that people are not really open to hearing those kind of positive stories because we're so trained on hearing the negativity and the horror stories of birth that i wasn't really sure what's happening and and then i asked myself but why did i have this positive experience like i didn't do anything different to other people so when i got pregnant last year with my daughter it was kind of a funny start because the test was negative at first there was nothing on the ultrasound so i was a bit Scared in the beginning and it it was a bit yeah unsure and I felt fear and so the first three four months until we told like our family I was stressed and then I was asking myself like do I want to start the life of my baby in this stressed environment and is that what I want to have for my baby and there was all kinds of other fears as well because my son he was crying so much like for the first six months and it was a big challenge for me for my partner it was COVID uh, we were locked down and like it was just not a very positive start so I asked myself am I capable of doing that again if it's a similar baby let's say and I just came to the point that I said, okay, I can now decide to go with the fear or I can decide to work on all of those topics to make it a good birth again. And that's when I started researching. I wanted to have even more information than the first time I started watching the birth videos again. And I came across a TED talk of a very smart midwife you might know it by Kate Dimple and uh, she said birth and sex are the same and when I watched that video and I think it's only 10 minutes long I was like whoa because there she says that like the hormones are the same in birth and sex she says the movement the sound so everything like is kind of the same and this was the second when I realized oh okay but if birth and sex are the same then birth is actually something positive and my body can actually do something great out of it and I started researching more and then I watched an an episode of the series pleasure on Netflix about the mind and there the message was like if you have something on your mind if you're not free in your mind then you cannot have great sex so I thought okay but if birth and sex are the same, then maybe also the mind plays such an important role in birth. So I started researching more. <laughs> and I found I love it. <laughs> and I found orgasmic birth. So I ordered your book and I listened to all of your podcasts. And then when I realized that birth and pregnancy is just part of my natural sexual being that it's part of me of my female identity this was the second when the fear just went away because it just made so much sense to me and yeah so I watched your film of course and I just got so inspired by all of the beautiful stories. And I think that's also the key. We need to share those stories. So thank you again for doing that. And that's also the reason why I'm here today. (laughs) And all of this work, which was work for the conscious mind, which is the information layer, but also for the unconscious mind, which was working with my fear, going to work with my inner demons. So both of that was. The mental preparation that I also mentioned in my title. And when I went to the delivery room, so now story two, birth story two. Okay. It it was a beautiful evening, the longest day in June, and uh, my water broke at home. And I was very quiet and relaxed. And my son just fell asleep. So I left him with the neighbor. So uh, we went to the hospital and When I arrived there, I was just so relaxed and calm and positive, and I couldn't wait for birth to begin. And then my contractions started, and we entered the delivery room, let's say, 10 p.m. at night. And two hours later, my daughter was born, so it was, like, really fast. Really fast. And so we did some checkups, which were okay for me. So I decided to go to the hospital because, yeah, you know, we're Germans. We love security. Mm. (laughs) And I had a very positive experience in the hospital the last time. So I thought, okay, I know the environment. It's fine for me. I did all this preparation. So we went to the hospital. And I was just in my flow. I was just inside of me. I was still talking to the midwife who was very supportive and nice. But I managed with every wave to just go deeply inside of me and just work through them. And I did not really feel pain. It was just me and my body and my intuition telling me that everything is okay. And then there was the moment that the heart rates dropped dramatically. And the first time, the midwife was like, okay, let's wait. The second time, she was like, okay, this is not good. She started running. She started calling the doctor. There was stress. And I just managed to listen to my body, to my intuition. And I was like, no, it's fine. My baby is fine. Everything is all right. No need to panic. So we switched rooms and they just weren't used I think to hearing that from someone so they were like yeah can we at least make a test and take a blood sample and I was like yeah okay I remembered one podcast episode where someone said she calmed down the whole environment and I remembered exactly that in this moment so I thought okay I didn't want to do any unnecessary tests but I think I need that to calm down the whole energy and situation. So they took the blood sample and of course everything was perfectly fine. And then I just had the feeling that, okay, I need to go to the toilet. Ah no, that's not toilet. (laughs) 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 And then, yeah, I just chose my position. I moved around all the time, which they didn't really like, but I didn't care. But then I chose my position. So I was standing, leaning forward on the hospital bed. And then I just closed my eyes. I had some music and I just closed my eyes. And I think it's hard to explain that with, with words because that was just the greatest force inside of me, a strength, a light. And yes, it was challenging, but it was just so beautiful. And You might want to ask me if it was orgasmic. For me, it had nothing to do with an orgasm. It was a lot more than that. It was like light exploding inside of me when she made her way uh, into this world. And uh, the funny story is she didn't come head first. She came all in one, like a calf or something. (laughs) She just came out and the midwife catch her and then I took took her and it was so fast I think it was like five or six pushes wow um, and it was just amazing it was incredible and yeah I just hope and wish that every woman on this planet can give birth the way I did because I feel so empowered and a funny story I want to share with you Because I listened to your podcast so many times and in the introduction you say to open the door to more intimacy in birth and life. And I didn't really get what you mean with life before I gave birth to my daughter. But now I know what you mean because it's not about birth only. Once you meet this inner strength inside of you and you experience how much you are capable of, this has an effect on motherhood on your whole life so since that day I feel really empowered I feel that I am a creator and I think that this is somehow yeah hidden in our society because it's just so much male influence and power around us that we kind of forgot about how powerful we are how soft but that we're still creators. And yeah, so this is the birth story of my oh. daughter. And it was just incredible. And every time I look at her, I just feel blessed. Yeah.
0: Sabine <laughs> it just touches my heart to listen to your stories, your journeys, and uh, your words, you know, choosing love, not fear. And as you said, we're in a culture where fear is kind of rampant around birth, right? So many people are preparing and they're in their fears and their concerns. So what do you think, and you mentioned kind of, and I love Kate Dimple's TED Talk, so we'll definitely put that in the show notes for those (laughs) that are, you know, walking or driving and listening, come back to the notes because it's really so important when we see birth and sex as the same, needing the same environment. So you gave some nuggets, but were there other things that you did in preparing, particularly for your daughter's birth, maybe things you even did with your partner? Because how was your partner preparing to also be in that same place with you?
1: Well, (laughs) he was a very great support during my first birth, but this time I kind of Took it for granted that he was just a very great birth person or or like supporting me there. So I didn't really take him on that same journey. So I think that was part of the problem also in the delivery room. So usually I would have expected from him to calm the panic down but he himself was so scared in that moment because he did not do all this preparation for himself and I didn't share enough of my inner process with him so if you're listening please involve your partner because it's so important for me in that moment it didn't matter because I myself was so calm and I had this feeling of security inside of me. So I did not have to have it in the environment. And I think that's important if you're listening and you're planning a hospital birth, the better you are prepared inside of you, the less internal stress you have. And I mean fear, I mean old injuries or pain that's still inside of you. So the less internal stress you have, the more you're capable of, taking this external stress and not letting it influence you let's say so because different to mammals where it's only the predator that can stop birth (laughs) we have this internal this psychological side of birth as well which is our head and we are so much in our head we are trained to do that we look at fear and negativity all the time But I think if you're preparing for birth, please look at your fears. Your fear has such a great effect on birth because what your brain thinks your body feels. So in the moment that you think, "Oh, it's going to be painful, then it's going to be painful. And I just learned all of that while preparing. And I'm really furious why this is not something that's Commonly shared with pregnant women because so let's imagine you're in the hospital and there's a break in your birth. Usually, people say, "Okay, the body is not opening up," but we don't think of, "Okay, it's stressful in the clinic itself." So people are running. It's noisy. It's just not relaxed. It's not a good atmosphere for birth. And then at the same time, maybe you're not ready for birth yet. Maybe you have some fears. Maybe you don't want to repeat things with your baby. Maybe you are too afraid of pain of birth. And both have such a big effect on your birth. And it can both stop the birth process. But what in hospitals usually happens is you get some medication to speed up the birthing process while you would have to have this time to relax, to work through this inner process or also to get a more quiet atmosphere. So, and this is not commonly shared. So I did not know all of that before I had my first hospital birth, that birth, the natural birthing process is such a perfect process, but it just needs to be Calm and positive and quiet and cozy. And I just think that we need to share this with all women. And I know you do that, (laughs) (laughs) but now I'm doing that in Germany. Yes.
0: And it's so important because I really, you know, want to say how important that is, right? Birth is body, mind, spirit, sacred, sexual. And I, like you, we have to open on every level. And if any of those levels, particularly, you said it so well, if our emotion, our fears, our past traumas, our triggers are there, birth is that opportunity. It slows it down so we can bring awareness and calm and peace and often healing even in the time of birth to be ready to fully open, to welcome our baby. So, so beautifully said and so wonderful that you acknowledge. And I also want to say, I love how you kind of brought in the partners. I do think dads and other partners, so important to know that everyone in the room contributes to this. So for everyone to do their own work, right? So beautiful to do it together. But I have another question. And, you know, you already mentioned in Germany, you have a midwifery model of care, which for those listening from the U.S., we wish we had midwives at every birth. We don't have enough midwives. But you were allowed to move around. I just want to ask about the room in that. Was the room with opportunities to be in different positions or did you yourself kind of claim that?
1: Well... The most CTGs, they are uh, stable and you need to put yourself into bed to have the measurements. But what I did, I said, I want to have one where I can move around. So that made it possible for me to move around. And yes, in most hospitals in Germany, you have different kind of things. You can sit, you can take a rope, you can lie down. So you have those opportunities. I think it's just that many women, they are just so used to seeing this in the media, in movies, that you just lie on your back, that they don't know about those opportunities. So they don't try it out. But it was actually pretty cool when I said, I want to stand. You just took a mattress, put it below my feet, and then that was it. And then we just did it that way. <laughs> so, yes. And fantastic. Yeah, it's, yeah. And it's great that we have midwives in hospitals, but also they have a really stressful life. So I gave birth during nighttime. There's only one midwife for the whole shift for different rooms. And yeah, so there's also not enough in Germany. And it's not well paid and it should be paid a lot better. So it's
0: good, but it could be better, <laughs> even. Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I hear you, our midwives deserve good pay and real recognition. They are working really hard yes. and make such a difference to keep birth safe. So I love that you were standing up. You know, I often, when I'm teaching dualism, whatever, I always say we should tell everyone to stand and deliver, don't take it lying down. And you literally did that, you know? And it made Holy. such a difference. I just used the gravity,
1: you know? And what I uh, forgot earlier during my birth story, I came back to that gateway to fear this time. I stood there and I realized it and I chose love this time. So, if you're listening, birth is challenging. Even though I tell you it's beautiful, it's still challenging. And you will get to the point that you have the feeling maybe you can't take it anymore. It's too much. But you have an active choice here. Our brain, yes, it's like an automated process, this whole fear thing. But then there's also a millisecond where you can actively with your conscious mind say, "Ah, okay, it's a shadow or it's really a bear. So if you get to that point, you can make an active decision and you can say, no, I don't go there. And I listened to the podcast of Marie, number 80, and she did the same thing. So she said, Like in the moment when fear appeared, no, don't go there. So I was so happy when I listened to that podcast because it was exactly the same thing. So please, if you go there, if you get to that point, you have this active decision and you can trust love and you can trust birth because this process is just so beautiful and it is well designed, even though the media wants to tell you that it's painful and that it's not perfect and the head is too big and we are humans and be, that's why it's so complicated
0: no it's not you, you just have to trust in it and that is so beautifully <laughs> said Sabine oh my goodness so definitely a beautiful quote for everyone to kind of even write it on their their birth wall you know <laughs> bring some birth art with that so you've given us so many nuggets for each person to consider But if you had to just share one last thing or maybe restate something, what would you like to tell everyone that's preparing for a birth right now? I have two. (laughs) Okay. And I want to start with a very, very short story.
1: So once upon a time, there was a little girl and this little girl came into the world with so much love and so much light. And when the little girl grew up, Um, she realized that sometimes this light is too much and she started dimming her light. And when her body changed and she became a woman, she opened up for a new kind of love and she got hurt. And maybe there was even trauma and she made her way through life. And every time something bad happened to her, she dimmed that light. And She started working and making her own life and she found life to be very hard. And she got into this fighting mode where it's all about success, about functioning and about results. And this is the state where the little girl is at the moment. But now something beautiful happens to her. She is pregnant and she has this very bright light of love inside of her. And now it's the time for the girl to ask herself the question, do you want to continue life the way you lived it with fighting? Do you want to dim your light of love? Or do you want to use this time of your life to connect with your love, to reconnect with your own light and to become the person and mother who you truly want to be? And I think most of you, if you're listening, this is maybe something that you can feel a little bit because I think most of us, we are conditioned in a certain way. But I think that pregnancy and birth is the biggest transformation or can be the the most empowering transformation of your entire life. And if you use that time to meet your inner demons and to find back into your light then birth will be the biggest lightful moment of love of your life and it will continue from then on and you can also ask yourself do you want to dim the light of love of your baby no you don't so you better start working on it now while you're pregnant so that's the story
0: (laughs) So beautiful. I have cheers. I think we all, as women, can relate to that so much. So thank you, Sabine. And you said one more, was there?
1: Yes, very last (laughs) nugget, I promise. What I did, and I think that's very beautiful, and uh, it's very related to the whole sex and romantic topic, is I prepared for both births as if I would go to a romantic date. Because, and I love this sentence, it's not from me, I stole it (laughs) somewhere. But when you give birth on that day, you will for sure meet the love of your life. So, why not make yourself pretty and sexy and yeah, select maybe a shirt that you love and just to make yourself feel very powerful and strong and self-confident so I think that's something I would recommend for anyone make yourself feel pretty sexy when you go to the delivery room uh, wherever it is
0: <laughs> I love it thank you so so much you've totally I can feel the oxytocin flowing <laughs> the te- my eyes are teary You filled us with so much love and light and wisdom. So I know many people are going to say, how can I find you and follow you and and learn from you? Because you mentioned right up front that you're starting a class as well. Can you share? Yes. So in Munich, I will start
1: like preparation courses for birth soon. The first ones uh, will happen in March. So you better register soon um my company is called love-birth.de so that's the website and you can find me on instagram as well so there it's love-birth.de. and yeah also if you're listening from somewhere else please let's get connected uh, let's see what we can do together it, i'm yeah curious where this path will take me i just feel so empowered and birth is calling me i think I had those very beautiful experiences for a reason and I really want to share it with as many people as possible.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much. And thank you to everyone who's been listening. We always love to hear from you. Please tag and you'll see in the show notes all that Sabine just shared. Tag us on Instagram or other places on social. We'd love to know your takeaway. And if you have a positive, pleasurable, love-filled, orgasmic birth story, consider sharing it with us on our podcast as well. So thank you again, Sabine. and Thank thank you you so much. (laughs) Thank you to everyone. We really appreciate it. If you'd like and rate our podcast, your comments and reviews make a big difference and help us reach even more people who want to positively prepare for birth. So, we look forward to having you join us for our next episode of the Orgasmic Birth podcast. Bye. Uh. Thanks for listening to the Orgasmic Birth Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to learn more about pleasure in birth parenting and birth work, visit orgasmicbirth.com forward slash more for my free gifts. And please leave a review about your experience. Reviews help us to reach more people and please subscribe.